Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of O. Jeremiah Talks. It's a really fun one. We talk about the thing that is absolutely consuming my life right now, which is Breaking Bad. And I know the show is like 10 years old, but there are zero spoilers in this. I think that the show is just as timeless as the day it came out. So I just want to be super careful and let you know that there are no spoilers. This will not ruin any of your experience. Um, and we also talk about uh, a really fun look into Erin's life right now. Just her, everything is changing so much for her. And as you can tell, she is loving her life right now. So uh, all that to say, this is a really, really fun episode. If you want more like it, head to our Patreon page, ojeremiahtalks.com, or just look us up on Patreon. We're about to release another single on there. Like this week, we're going to be posting another new song on there. So if that's something you're into, sign up for the music tier, and we have extra content on every episode of the podcast. So, patreon.com slash ojeremiah. Let's go. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I Hello, my love. How are you? Hey, Jeremiah. I'm feeling very nice. Yeah, you're having a great day. We just went to the grocery store. The sun is shining so hard in Athens, Georgia today. Mm-hmm. And no one on earth likes being in the grocery store on a more sunny day. than you do. More than I do. More than you it's do. It's true. It's a lot. How are you? How's your... Let's go dip into those feelings uh, just like right out the gate. How are you... This morning, I was feeling kind of weird. Yeah. Like Monday you morning blues. Uh, you, well, we... Our friends got bad news, and we, like, grieved with it. Oh, that's you know, fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so in that way, like, yeah, we were, like, super blue. But yeah. uh, it just, you know, empathy has has a weight to it, you know? Well, I also didn't get to sleep until late, and so I woke up later than I wanted to. And that always, like, messes me up. <clears throat> yeah. And I always have—I've had a lot of resistance to um, exercise lately. Oh, interesting. And I don't know what that is, but it's like really getting on my nerves. <laughs> do you, when you have that resistance, do you give yourself shame? Yeah. Oh, okay. That doesn't, uh, and that, I don't that's really, like a new thing for you. But I don't really fix it. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like we know what we should do. Not saying that like, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, but that, you're right though, because it would have made me feel better probably. Yeah, because working out is one of the only things that gives immediate relief from mental anxiety. But there's also this weird, like, shame element to it. Like, I didn't we, even want to do, like, a 10-minute arms video today. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I knew that would have made me feel better, but, like, you were I had like so not much, having it. I was, like, not having it. And then that's why I kind of came up with the idea of, like, hey, because, like, walking to and from <clears throat> the grocery store that we went to today, because we went to Earth Fair, like, walking to and from there would take me, like, a good hour and a half of my day. Yeah. So I was, like, okay, how can I move my body today the in a way that feels good because I need to get some sun because it's so pretty out. It is beautiful outside today. And yeah. so I and so yeah, I think I've just craved walking a lot lately. And so the idea of like strength training or like cardio just like doesn't feel awesome to me. I mean I walk fast, but you know what I mean. So then I came up with the idea I was like, oh, why don't I do this? I'll I'll meet you at the grocery store. I'm gonna walk there and you can pick me up. Yeah. Which Hell, I mean, got me there, and I also left 15 minutes later than I planned, and so I had to run most of the way. And yeah, I I, because we had to, we have, we're kind of on a time crunch today. Well, I always, I'm always like, no, no, don't work out because you feel obligated, work out because it's definitely going to make you feel better. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And I and I definitely do feel better since. Like, I, I mean, I kind of ran the whole way. It was yeah, kind of I've, awkward. Though. I mean, I don't I don't struggle with resistance in regards to working, working out, out like yeah. ever. But on the times I do. I'm usually like, no, this is just not what I'm like. I, there's you couldn't pay me to work out today, and in those times for me, it, it also like my workout is so bad that I don't feel better. Like mm-hmm. my workout is like so sloppy and gross that I'm like, oh, I just shouldn't have wasted my time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I've just had resistance towards it, and well, but it's okay. I still got outside today, and that's what matters to me. So yeah, I think that that's just as valuable as working out. It's like getting in the sunshine. And I think. Um, you and I just realized it is, it's the pressure of a Monday, like you said, is because I think that like, oh, if I don't work out on Monday, I'm setting myself up for failure for the rest of the week. You, yep. That's just not true. It's not true. Uh, Monday used to be my favorite day of the week and now it's my least favorite day of the week. Love that. Uh, just the, the, what our situation in the world has changed so much that now I have like the Sunday blues waking up and like, not dread, cause that's a dramatic word, but Mondays just aren't the same to me. But I know that if I don't work out Monday, like Monday is only going to be that much worse for me. Totally. How I would you... I would say Monday is the most important day to work out if that's an important thing to you. And it is to me. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I failed. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Well, no, I still went outside. Yeah. You still went outside. You still you know walked what sucks is I, I still don't count that as exercise and I should. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of it that. I'm so mean to myself. Yeah. I think it's just self punishment i guess is, is how you describe it really it. is yeah but there's also like we're like working out to check a box on our resume more than we are because it's good for our bodies you know yes that's my problem yeah and i think that it's just i don't i, I have a uh, i know a trainer and he's always he's a big pro on listen just listen to your body yeah and uh yeah, i think I d- that's good advice you what i think that's just good advice oh it totally is yeah um and i and i think there's also something too me not really wanting to do weight training this week. Yeah. Like maybe there's something that, I don't know, maybe it's not resistance and maybe it's like there, there's something I'm supposed to be listening to my body for that for and I just want to be outside. Yeah, you know? I, think that, I think that's good. So, uh, My feelings will. Oh, uh, yes. I'm yeah, sorry I didn't we've, we have officially started planning new music. We did, like we're starting to get some photos together. And photos? We're so fun. We're so fun. And we had a we had a blast and can't wait to get them back. Can't wait to get them back. But we've officially like started the process of like what how are we gonna release this music we've been making? Which is one of the more exciting parts of the process. Like get me get the release this, plan. The release plan. Yeah. But then whenever it actually releases it's a little bit not the most fun part. Well, yeah, right? cause, yeah, because when you put, when you post something online, it never meets your expectations. Even if it goes ultra viral, right? You're still like, well, it didn't go super ultra viral. I heard myself say a line uh, the other night during photos that surprised me. I think it surprised y'all too because I thought I was trying to make a joke, but I, know I genuinely exactly what meant you're it. About to say, yeah, yeah, because they the our photographer friends were like, "Do you want us to like? Can we pull up your music that you're releasing that these photos are for, so we can kind of like get some inspiration?" And you were like, no, we don't have to. I was like, what? No, I think that'd be great. I was like, we're still excited about it because it hasn't released yet. No, that's not what you said. Oh. You said it hasn't released yet, so we still like it. That's exactly what you said. Oh, that's funnier. Yeah. It's funnier, but it's also way more true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Because as soon as you... It happens. Yeah. If you're an artist and you release a song, like two weeks after, you're like, I mean, I could do so much better. Yeah. I am so proud of... I've noticed in myself, I'm like really proud 
of my recipes until I post them. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'll write a line, like let's say even if it kills me, and I'm like, all of my pretty friends moved to Los Angeles, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking Shakespeare out here. And then I post it, and I'm like, <laughs> that is lame. <laughs> it's just, I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's like the worst, but. Um, well, I, such is life. Such is life. It's fine. So let's get into your oh my gosh favorite okay. subject right now. I, I have to talk. Also, about Also, put your Bad. sleeves down. Oh, just in general. What's Sorry, up with it's, that? It's hot and toasty. I mean, people have been commenting on your arms lately, so you're just presenting them. Well, that that actually kind of felt like a. I don't know how I'm supposed to take that, but I'll, I'll receive that. Sure. Thank you. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. So I have this habit of I wait until a show is irrelevant and then I binge it all in a month. What's up with that? I don't know. You're trying to just like... I think you just like the challenge of, of smashing something really quickly. I don't. I, I disagree. I don't think it's that because I don't like doing it. I think I start it and then I'm like, I need this to be done. Then why do you do it? Because there are moments where I watch something and I get hooked for whatever reason. Like in Fleabag, when we watch Fleabag, there's the scene you were watching it. I wasn't even watching it because you started Fleabag without me. And there's the scene where they get in the in the bathtub and she says, it's a ninja surprise. For whatever reason, I was like, I have to know everything about this show. I don't get it. I forgot that scene. It's whenever he said, he's like, the boyfriend's being needy, and he's just like, we just need to surprise each other more. And she took that as, I'm going to climb in the bathroom dressed like a burglar. Oh, she tried to attack. <laughs> and she tried, she pretended like she was going to attack him, and she's like, it's a surprise. It's a ninja surprise. Oh, we need to re- rewatch that show. But here's the thing, though. There are some TV shows that you consume in a regular pace. I think we're doing a great job with Modern Family. That and but also still, Succession. Yeah, Succession. Because you're not waiting until those are. I think there's well, just. I think what's happening is that you just don't have interest in it whenever everyone else does. I, I think that's a big part of it. I think, but even more so, and the thing, I, the reason I want to talk about Breaking Bad is because the level of darkness in the show. Oh, the big philosophical question that you have. Yes, and. I know that I've like touched on this in the podcast some and in conversations with literally anyone that will let me talk about Breaking Bad right now because it's, it's, it's kind of uh, just dictating most of my thoughts right now. Right. Uh, it's just the level of darkness to me is something in my heart that I need to like finish to conquer because it is like the darkest show I've ever seen. Okay. And it was similar with Game of Thrones. So I watched all of Game of Thrones in three weeks. I know. I watched that show like it was a full-time job. Oh, I was like, because I'm I was so aware. Yeah, I was trying to catch up to the finale because it was still happening. I remember that because you wanted to. But that's the thing is like you wanted to be in the present moment with everyone else with it. Yeah. And there's no chance of that in Breaking Bad because it's all over. And you already even knows know what happens. Yeah. I know everything in Breaking Bad has been spoiled for me. And I'm not going to spoil it on the podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't have the same rules for TV shows that we do for movies. Is whereas like if you told me oh I'm gonna go see the new Tom Hanks movie no one's gonna go oh the one where he dies at the end like but for whatever reason people do that in TV shows because the first thing anyone ever told me about Game of Thrones was about was a huge plot point about one of the dragons and I I was like I just said I've never seen it oh gosh yeah I was like oh he's like dude are you watching the new Game of Thrones I was like no I'm I haven't I've never seen it and he goes well this thing happened with the dragon and I was like. 
I literally just said. I I I mean I've been known to spoil things on accident, like yeah. it's a genuine accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I remember one time I was texting our friends and I was just showing them another thing that this actor was in and the photo that I referenced from the current TV show that we were watching showed him in a situation that was so obvious that like ruined one of the plots of the show. Right. And I'd hate that I did that because I genuinely didn't mean to do that. But no, I try to, now I'll ask, like I'll ask you, like I told you the ending of Firefly Lane because I'm like, you're not going to watch this, right? Yeah. And I think it's fine if you have no intention of watching it, but I will say. Sometimes I I like to know. I could spoil every major plot point in Breaking Bad. I, I do not agree with this statement for Game of Thrones or for True Detective, but for Breaking Bad specifically, it is so well done that I could plot every point on a map and say, this is where you're going, and it would still blow you away was, when it happens. Right. But, also, can I say this? 48 hours ago, you would, you were verbally processing that it was your favorite show of all time. And right now it's my least favorite. And 24 hours ago that changed. Yeah. And you're still at that point. Uh, I am, no, I would say that I'm directly in the middle. So if you've watched Breaking Bad, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't, I'm about to give you the emotion. I'm not going to ruin anything because I don't, I don't think that's fair. If you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, dude, I was going to watch it. Um, so they don't need to skip ahead. No, no, you don't need to skip ahead. I'm not going to ruin anything. Uh, the, the level of darkness in the show... There's like, to me, there's a difference of this is the tone of the show. This is the story we're trying to tell. And these are the elements that we're going to use to tell that story. Sure. Which I'm a huge fan of. Like, I love, you know, we live in a world where technology is so good. You can tell a story with no bounds. I love that. And then there's this other thing where it's I'm being dark for the sake of being dark. Yeah. Whenever it doesn't carry the story forward. And if you're a Breaking Bad person, I, I feel like I need to let you know I haven't finished it yet. And there's a moment in season five that made me want to stop watching the show altogether because it was so... And that's the last season, right? It's the last season. So that's shocking that you would almost not finish it because of... Yeah, like I was almost halfway through the last season totally. about to stop because it, it pissed me off so bad when they did it. Yeah. And the reason why is because I was like... You, there's no reason for this. I actually, I know what you're referencing. I haven't, yeah. disclaimer, I haven't seen the show and I don't Yeah, you're not allowed to. to, for sure. <laughs> it would mess me up pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I actually have heard, maybe it was another podcast or something else, of the scene that you're referencing yeah. and how other people have had that same reaction of, do I even want to finish this? I can't believe they did that. Yes. And there are so many other moments like that in the show and I have a I have a buddy that's like I, like for when you tell people you're watching Breaking Bad, you will have friends that are like, dude, you got to tell me every single second of your experience because I want to relive it with you because yeah. it like changed TV. It was like the biggest show. Yeah. Like after Breaking Bad, every show like opens with a murder scene or whatever. Like Breaking Bad was so iconic in that way. It is that why people are so on fire about it. I think uh, it is a very beloved show for sure. What does it bring out in people? That's okay. So that's kind of my take with Breaking Bad. I remember watching my friends fall in love with Breaking Bad 10 years ago. Because I see it in you right now. What is it? I think it is. There is nothing like it. There are things you can watch. Ozark. Um, I've been told that um, 
Narcos. I've never seen Narcos. But there are shows like it. Yeah. There are shows that are clearly watch Breaking Bad and they were like, how do we do this? And no one's even come close. Mm. Uh, Brian Cranston's performance as Walter White is so hard to escape. Yeah. Because he was born to play that role. And it's like a burden because it is such an unforgiving role. Well, and you, you know, I just realized, was it 2013, 2014? You were Walter White. Yes. For, for Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. As a joke. Because it's such an easy costume for, for you. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was Snow White. Not we meaning to be ironic, but it was. Yeah. And then we didn't realize it until I literally went to post a picture of us on social media and was like, what have, what have we done? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the best Halloween okay, costume. Go back to your philosophical thing. Uh, so I think it is so dark in ways that I can only gather. And I'm I, everything I'm about to say has the potential to be totally off. And I'm fine with that. Like, I will submit these words in stone because it's how I feel right this second. Well, I, th- I still – I think it's clear that you're still processing. Yeah. And and you're going to probably – I think – okay, whenever you finish this the show, though, I think you should give everyone an update on how No, no, you- I totally will. And I'm going to watch more episodes tonight because I'm ready to be done. I'm on episode 9 or 10, I can't remember, of 16 episodes. And then oh, I'm done. Oh, you're almost done. I'm almost done. But I think it's interesting to talk about it now because right now I hate the show. Because of this one plot point that, to me, does not seem important to put me through what it put me through. Yeah. Because earlier in the show— Do you picture it? Yeah, all the time. Like, it's it's literally ruined my week. Yeah. And my question is, are we making the world worse with TV like this? Yeah. Because the if it's serving the story, that's one thing. But darkness for the sake of darkness is just making the world worse. Hmm. And it's something that I'm— battling with in real time because you know we're in this era of like cancel culture and you can't say that on tv anymore and like i wish there needs to be a drinking game of when people start talking about tv shows and every time someone says oh that would never fly today and then you take a drink because everyone says that right like 30 rock had to pull episodes scrubs had to pull episodes all because of like the new norms of whatever social deemed appropriate sure but there are several moments in Breaking Bad where I'm like, this show was so celebrated and they let this on TV. Hmm. Like there are legitimately like you watch them make methamphetamine. Yeah. It's like, why are we taking down ill? Uh, why are we taking down jokes that are, you know, offensive offensive yeah and and still leaving in this like horrific tragic moments in tv is that kind of your your stance there like i think my question is who's making the rules on what is acceptable Mm -hmm. like and why is this joke that's like not funny but obviously like it doesn't need to be said. Like, we can all agree there are certain jokes that you just don't make. Right. Um, at the same time, though, why is Breaking Bad such a celebrated cultural phenomenon mm. whenever it has so many things that I'm like, does anybody think this needs to exist? Like, yeah. but Well, and it, so I think I've talked about this before. That book that I read about the woman that worked at the crematory. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like smoke gets in your ass. Right. And that was that that was probably 
one of the most life-changing books I've ever read, right? And you've heard me, I talked about it for like forever after I read it. Um, but her, her big thesis was like, we need to expose people to the realities of, of death in life. And that, that, that people are so uncomfortable with it that we are literally like shoving it out of our faces often in real life so that we don't have to deal with the emotions that come up with it. And like, it's not talked about, it's not really celebrated like it should be. And it's just this like dark thing that we don't discuss hardly ever. And so I, I wonder if it's kind of like the same thought behind that of like, we need to expose the world to the darkness that exists because a lot of us are live lives that don't have to experience that kind of trauma and we need to know that it does exist. Right. And and I 100% agree with that, which is why my argument is and w- which is why I can't know I'm right until I finish the show. Yeah. Because you're wondering how they're going to tie it in. Yeah. Does it like did that moment matter or was it imperative? Because there's another very similar moment in season two where I was like, dude, bump this show. I ain't watching this. And it sets up all of season three. Yeah. And so, like, I get it. I, from what you've told me of the show, I feel like, I feel like you're going to find out that there's reason. And I, I would love that so much. Uh, but right now, th- that I don't need to be the, the police of what's appropriate. And I'm not even, like, trying to be. No, I know. You're just trying to understand. Yeah, I'm trying to understand and you because— you wish that there was, like, a rule book for it. Like, you cannot tell me— that the movie Joker did not escalate tensions during COVID-19. Like, movies have the power to change people. Mm. There's no—you could not argue against that to me. In a show like Breaking Bad, I'm like, what is the real effect of something like this? So go back. What what kind of effect do you think Joker had on people? And this is just, like, spitballing, but, like— that scene at the end where joke because you saw it too yeah there's a scene at the end where like there's these riots and there's this like monumental um devastation and then joker is like held up as like this hero Mm. and i'm like that has to be doing something like Mm. i mean do you remember when uh, do you remember when the dark knight rises came out and that dude dressed like the joker and shot up a movie theater i'm not saying they're the same sure but like, are are we mature enough to receive this darkness? I don't know. Not only that, are we designed to? Mm, yeah. Like yeah. when I'm driving on the interstate and I see roadkill, like my body registers that as trauma. Like, oh, I did not need to see that mangled creature. Mm. And I have to like shake to get that energy out of me. Yeah. And like there are certain things that we're not designed to see. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, like, if it was, like, Bruce or um, the Adam West Batman from the early times where everything was, like, cheesy and silly and your mind could, like, create the imagination, that's one thing. But Breaking Bad is so realistic Mm -hmm. that I don't know if my brain knows that all of this is acting. It's such an open-ended question, right? Like, I I don't know the answer. Yeah. Like, because part of me is, like, I... I really understood where the author of that book that I was talking about was coming from because she talked about how oftentimes as soon as someone dies, the family calls 
I don't, who do you call 911 to come pick up the body? Like who, but the point was it's okay. Get this body out of here as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and that used to not be the case. Like there used to be like much more of like a ceremony involved with it. Right. So it's like, are we like, why are we rushing that process? And so, you know, kind of like we need to be exposed to that in like a, in a healthy way. I I don't know. I, and I think it's also individualized because like, I'm never going to watch Breaking Bad for all of the reasons that you're saying, because I know myself well enough to know that's not good for my mental health. Yes. And I can, can some people handle that more than others? Yeah. But I think it also comes down to you have a responsibility to yourself. Yes, I 100% agree. It's the same as what we're talking about up top. Listen to your body, but also listen to your heart. Yes. And, and, you know, you're old enough to know what you can and can't handle. Yeah. Visually from TV and emotionally, you know, so I think you've decided to stick it out, which is great. And you're going to, you're going to figure it out. But I, I think it comes down to that. I think everyone has a different threshold for this type of art. Yeah. And I think you just have to know what that threshold is. Yeah. And I am a big believer in, I think you should be able to say the most offensive thing you want to. And I think that you also have to bear the consequences of it. I don't think anyone should be in the business of policing free speech, especially when it comes to art. Because there are so many moments in history where you're like, oh, that person said the wrong thing for the right reason and it changed history. Yeah. Like there are so many moments where like Bob Dylan is – he created a culture. Like he changed culture. Like I – and I believe that in the wrong hands, he couldn't have said those things. And there's so many examples of that. But – so I'm not trying to say Breaking Bad is wrong. I know. But for me, like I need to know – that it's good because no one can argue. Like if you watch one episode of Breaking Bad, you're like, oh my gosh, is this the greatest show that's ever been created? Mm. Because like just the execution is bananas. Every episode is a is a perfect film. Mm. It's amazing. But I just wonder what is it that draws me to it? Is it because it reflects the brokenness of the world that we live in? Is it because it reflects every wretched thought I've ever had and it's manifested into one character? Is it because we live in the most peaceful era in human history and this is like the antithesis of that? So it's like the only way I can experience this kind of darkness. I don't know. Yeah. And but the one thing I do know is I need to know the full scope of what this show was to know where I actually stand on it. Yeah. Because literally had we recorded this podcast two days ago. I would have said this is the greatest show on television. If you try to fight me on this, mm-hmm. we will arm wrestle. Like, because <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. Yeah. And now I I see that it's it's doing a number on me that I need to f- sort out myself. We'll need to do an update next week. Yeah, I, I think, think you'll be done. With, uh, you'll be done with it by next week. Oh, 100 percent. Okay, thank you for letting me vent. That felt very therapeutic for me. That's wonderful. I I had some good life um, realizations in it as well. Okay, so. Tell me about chicken livers. No. So yesterday, that was such I was a hard turn. Gym. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually kind of fitting. No, it's not really. Ew. Um, I was at the gym and you text me, 
hey, uh, just so you know, I'm going to start incorporating chicken liver into our diet. <laughs> and I just feel like everyone needs to know where you're at oh in, on this journey because you have spent the last few months and I feel like your whole world is different now. Really? I, I think so. And you are, it's the happiest I've ever seen you. Mm. And <clears throat> I remember your senior recital at USM. You were very happy. Yeah. Uh, the day we got married, you were very happy, but it was more of a... Look what I did. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Huh? Wait, was that the... When we got married, you said, look what I did? Yeah, I, th- I heard that and was like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> For senior recital, it was. For senior recital. It was like, look how hard I worked. Yeah, but the marriage, when we got married, it was like, it's you and me, babe. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And now it feels like you're finally saying, look who I am. Mm. Which is a really cool thing because... Yeah, I really feel that. Yeah, I... Pete Holmes says in every relationship, there is a, hey, look at me, and there's an I see you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the first time you and I have done a great job being like, oh, we can be both. Yeah, we're kind of swapping it, but like taking turns with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's so true in relationships. I like that quote a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not that you've never seen me like, I was really happy in in school. And I think something that I really value is learning yeah. And I didn't really know that about me until I started this course. And well, and I also remember, you know, everyone struggles in high school, but I just like super hated it. I felt so misunderstood and didn't feel like I had my people. And then I went off to college and was surrounded by all these incredible musicians. And I didn't have a ton of close friends, but the friends I did have were awesome. And helped define who I was and they helped me figure out who I was. Yeah. And then moving away from college and like, you know, years out from that, getting married, being in the band full time, just experiencing all of this, all of these new things of like, what do I really enjoy in life? And then learning more through the Enneagram, through being highly sensitive, going to therapy, reframing some of like childhood stuff, like, and just learning so much more about how I actually feel. Yeah. And advocating for myself and realizing like what I actually want has just been really awesome. Yeah. Really and so helpful. I do feel super I am this is the happiest I've been in a long time. Yeah. I mean, definitely in the ten years we've been together. <clears throat> it's kind of, which kind of makes me sad. Like I'd uh I don't like that that's true. Well, also... Because I don't like to think that you've only known a sad version of me. Well, that to to say that you have to, you have to believe that sadness is not a virtue. But, like, sadness gets a bad rap. Like, mm-hmm. you know, blue is as beautiful a color as any other color. Because I wasn't in a state of depression the whole time. Right. I had seasons of it, yes. But if you told me, like... If let's say that a person is either a sad person or a happy person, I feel like you and I wouldn't even have to think about which one of those you most likely were. Yeah. And or vice versa for me. Like no one ever be like, dude, Jeremiah is like sad boy. Right. That would never happen. But I do think that you are more that color than not. And truthfully, I wasn't really like that in college. Because that was whenever I felt seen. Yeah. And that was whenever I felt like I was learning and just on fire for something. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I also like, I don't know why I feel the need to do this, but I, I do want to say that like, I, I don't have any regrets in terms of like how much music is a part of my life. Right. Because now I'm in something that's like, I guess you could say is not really related yeah, no. You know, food, I mean, it's not. nutrition has nothing to do with music. But I, um, I'm particip- that Well, I talked about it last week. The we talked to my friend Anna last week on the phone. If you listen to last week's episode, and she's raising money for a festival that she's the co-founder of. And um, uh, anyways, I'm participating in a fundraising event for the month of March. Is my point. And in that fundraising event, um, we had to s- submit like a short little bio. And I sent it to you because it was the first time because I was like, how do I sum up my life or who I am right now? Because writing a quick little bio of yourself is like <laughs> such a um, intense exercise. Well, it's intense because you have... you're basically telling the world here. Here's if you broke me open, yes. here's what you'd find. These are my layers. This yeah. is who I am. Right. And I if you're self-employed, you don't really have to have a bio, <laughs> you True. know, like I haven't applied for a job in a long time. So it's like. And our band bio that's so beautifully written by our friend, like that doesn't, that's not me only, you know. That's the reason we hired someone to write it for us. (laughs) Exactly. And so I was just like, okay, Aaron, don't ever think this. Just like write the first thing that comes to your mind. And so I started writing and it was like, um, because I wanted to tell all of my parts. I wanted to share my music and food, but also that I really care about how I feel (laughs) and like feelings. And I've like thought about recently how I want to change my Instagram bio to like food, music, and feelings because that's just who I am. Yeah, because when you're in when you're in the school of music, you're taught a lie that is music is your whole life. Yes. And if you do anything other than music, it is either a waste of your time or it's a failure. Failure. Yeah, that's and what I heard. To yeah. me, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that that is bad theology because totally. it could get taken from you at any time. Yes. And, and it has nothing to do with you. And what are you going to do? And who are you then? Who are you? Yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. Because I've. Yeah, Because totally. it literally changed how we live our lives. And, and if we still believed that lie, we would be failures on someone else's accord. A definition. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also think that, um, it needs to be said, COVID is not the reason why I'm going into this. No, it is. COVID has simply been, a. it's actually given me the time to do it because we're not traveling as much. Right. But like COVID is not the reason why I'm suddenly into something. And it's really cool to see that. But anyways, in this bio, the first sentence that came out of me was like, I have a deep passion for making people feel comfortable and confident. Yes. And I tr- I really do th- think that. In yeah. my own life, I, str- I strive for comfort and confidence in my own life. And I also want that for other people. I agree. Because I think those are, I think those are uh, skill, what are they called? I think those are traits that are um, incredibly useful. And I don't, uh, Comfort and confidence don't necessarily come easy to me. Yeah. And so maybe that's why I'm passionate in seeking that. Does everyone need that, like, as much as I do? No. Right. But um, I do think to varying degrees, like, I want to help people in that regard. And so then I just kept writing the bio, and it was just like, you know, my outlets for doing that for people are through food and music. Yeah. 
And it was just so cool how it was like all tied in together because like you said, I've been told I can only hold one thing, but it's so awesome that I can beautifully hold two. And I've learned that over the last month in these classes because, um, and it has been, it's been so fun. Yeah. And I I think, I just think it's bad advice to say you are only this thing that you make and, I, when COVID hit and every like, I felt like musicians were just left out in the dust. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think that there's going to be like a whole new wave of like, um, I am a musician and a this. Right. Because I don't know. I don't know any musician that went unaffected by COVID in a huge way. And I think that what you're going to get are these like entrepreneurial musicians that are like, hey, yes, I am this, but I also distill whiskey. Yeah. And there's nothing, not only is there nothing wrong with it, that is something that we should celebrate because musicians are by nature adaptable. Yeah. Like we've slept on more couches (laughs) than beds. You know what I mean? I know. You know, what's funny to me and annoying as I'll get out is that one of the biggest, um, the biggest forms of resistance I have in starting this new thing is how to run my Instagram. <laughs> well, I think it's social media is, is a a new kind of poison. But it's just annoying. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because I want to be able to just like share what I'm into. Right. So I'm I that's that's just me being completely open and honest. Yeah. Um I didn't have to share that. But it's like that that's literally the mind game that I'm but you know what? I'll take that for what I'm experiencing because I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, and I also think that, you know, I, I always hated the the phrase. My dad used to tell me this all the time of uh, if you love what you do, it's never it never feels like work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a cliche for a reason. It's 100% true. Like I remember handing out flyers in high school like it was vacation. Yeah. You know, like, hey, come to my show. And, but the dishonest version is, is you'll never work a day. Like that's not true. Like no. you're, you're actually going to work more than you would if you were at like a something that you didn't love. And I see that in you with the nutrition course because I told you yesterday uh, we do Sunday night grilling just as, as a family me you and noodles yeah since when do i do stuff on the weekends i don't know but i was in the back making the burgers and i looked in and you from the kitchen door i could see you watching uh courses it was one of my core videos yeah and like you looked at it in a way i've never seen you watch (laughs) a visual thing like it it was like you were looking through the computer so like you were like no no i have i can't look at this hard enough Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is someone that that if she was any more on fire for this, she would be totally engulfed in flames. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was watching something so aggressively. It was very ag- – I was like, I can't go in there right now because she may attack me. Didn't you get kind of emotional? Uh, yeah, I've gotten emotional a few times uh, because <laughs> – In regard to this? In regard to this specifically. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. wait, wait. Because, I thought you just meant in general. Because – you know, a conversation we always come back to, it is like a theme of our marriage is, oh, Jeremiah will always feel like my thing because I created it and because mm-hmm. I write the songs yeah. and I produce the music or whatever. Slow down. Sorry. <laughs> and because I'm amazing. No. Um, <laughs> but every time it comes up, because people are like, why doesn't Aaron sing more? We, anyway, we've, we've, exper- we've talked about that before. But every time we have that conversation, I'm always saying, I just wish that it did for you what it does for me. And what I'm saying is, I wish you had this feeling. 
Do you want it? Do you wish it were O Jeremiah two? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But that's not realistic. It's not realistic because that would be like me picking a tattoo you're gonna get, yeah, like, and what you are, like it as much as me. Like, it just, what are the odds of that? No, and it's. But I still think we're made to do it together, of course. But yeah, yeah. it's it like I've known what I've wanted to do since I was eleven. You learned this is something you could do ten years ago. Like, it's just, it's a different relationship to it. Yeah. But I see that thing. What what I wanted as your husband, so, you know, obviously as your bandmate, I'm like, dude, let's freaking go, let's tour, blah, blah. And I want you to love that. But as your husband, I just want you to feel that. Yeah. And to see this thing, to see you, legit, we go walking in a field with our dog, and you're like, can I tell you what's really bugging me about the modern diet? <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I mean, if you need to, like, yeah, I'm. It's funny because they keep reiterating how it's important whenever we start working with clients to not just regurgitate a bunch of information to them because they're going to be like overwhelmed with like info overload. And so I feel like you are what I spill that out onto because I still really want to talk about it with someone. Yeah. But I know I can't really do that with my clients. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to tell you everything. Do you know why we got here? Here are the six aggressive factors to why we got to the modern diet yeah you legitimately sent me a poem you wrote that was that was for editing purposes i know but that's what i'm saying like you're never like hey i got these great ideas for lyrics but you're like here's a poem on the modern diet like it it that that's how you would be making fun of you why are you laughing at? <laughs> because that face you just made was adorable but uh yeah so i i'm overwhelmed with pride as your husband as your biggest fan and <laughs> It Thank j- you. Sorry. I just, I laughed because before we recorded this, uh, we said I was going to talk about the evolution of the modern diet. And I'm really glad you steered it more towards like an emotional side of things because you're right. Most people probably don't want to hear about how we got here. Well, there's such a, and this I mean, is do something, you? Uh, no. Should I the, do it on food diaries? I, I think you should do it on our Patreon. Okay. And then, uh, and then one person will listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Just my mom. <laughs> and then, uh, I think. It's there's so much shame that comes around with food, and it's it that's going to be tough to navigate. I'm just so ready to tackle it. Yeah, and I and I'm glad because that's what I that's my I'm trying to think of like what my main focus is, and I think it's like emotional eating. No, I think that's great. <gasps> is that my focus? Oh my god! Holy crap, babe! Aren't you glad we did this podcast? I'm gonna today? ask if I can graduate early. <laughs> Done. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because it is it is so much fun. <laughs> To just freaking smash cookout or smash TV yeah, at, for sure. in the middle of the night. Uh, but I always tell people, like, I'm I'm very pro into, hey, you want to work out? Let's work out. Let's go. Because working out changed my life for the better because of the way it makes me feel. Because I, You're fun because you're like, do you want to go work out and then grab some TV on the way home? Yeah, because to me, it's, it's a mental health thing. Like I know. But, okay, well... I love you so much. This, I love you too. This was a hoot. I'm uh, I'm glad we sat down and talked about feelings today. What a hoot. Go finish Breaking Bad and we'll talk about it next week. Okay.